Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good morning, Rush Nation. Well, same morning. It's morning, morning as we record this, Mark. Nice and early, 9 a.m. start, freezing, grey and wet weather. Um, it is your five-yard daily rush fancy sport podcast. We are back for the divisional playoff weekend. I'm here with Mark Ferguson. Just a nice bland introduction for you this week, Mark. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's all I deserve, anyway. Uh, yeah, well, that's it. Um, and of course, your host, as always, Nick Owen. How's things going, Mark? Since we last spoke, yeah. I really enjoyed last weekend, both from a fantasy point of view and from a real-life NFL point of view. Had a nice, profitable week. Um, I think we both went into this last slate uh, weekend pretty confident, didn't we? Yeah. I'm pretty pretty happy with it, and it actually worked out. I did better on the Saturday, weirdly, which is funny, because when I set in my lineups, I thought I thought I had the Sunday sussed. But all three of the slates I ended up being profitable on, and even... Played a little bit of tears action on Sunday oh. just to, keep, and I managed to double my money on that. So nice, we'll that's what we like to see. Season. Yeah, yeah. And actually, you know, big shout out to you, Nick, for last week on the pod, getting me to be interested in the Cleveland Pittsburgh game because I really wasn't interested that interested in it until we spoke on the pod, and then it went ballistic. And look what and, happened there! Look yeah, what happened. And I actually. I switched off my John Walford stack. 
to create a Ben Roethlisberger stack, Ooh, which might just be the as well you did. Yeah, that might be the greatest move in DFS ever. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and yeah, so um, that really helped out at the end. I didn't, I didn't quite have a, I didn't have the, I don't know if you saw, but the profitable stack with that was to have all three receivers and Eric Ebron. Which, yeah, um, I never quite had that many in there, but I did have the three receivers. Yeah, I, I had. I'm looking at one of the lineups I've won on here, and I had Smith Schuster, and I had Eric Ebron. I could have fit some of the other receivers in as well. I'm sure if I'd have tried, and I wish I had because looking at it now, Corey Davis returned absolutely zilch. One he thing was a I was pick though, he, he was yeah. Earned. 69.9% I've got the draft percentage mm. at here on, on the lineup that I've got. But one thing I was really, really happy with, I don't know if you recall, Mark, but we, I went with the Browns defence just simply yeah. because they were the cheapest and the Browns have got a pretty decent defence and they scored pretty well, actually. 12, 12 points mm. for a cost of 2,500. You know, it's quite amazing that the Browns defence was the, the best, the optimal defence. And it was against five players who also scored massive points. I mean, that yeah. is such a rare occurrence. Yeah. It is a bit of an anomaly game, I suppose, because mm. a, a defence that concedes so many points isn't going to... Then You're not going to come up with four interceptions every week. It, it just doesn't happen like that in the NFL. But mm. fortunately, it did the week I picked them, so quite happy with that. Um, I was fairly balanced across the two slates, so I had actually really similar scores. I had 175.96 in one and 172.66 in the other, so I was really balanced across the two and managed to return in both, which I was quite happy with. But some some fairly disappointing performances, I was just glad I managed to get the, the big hitting performances in, in both games, which were you know the players that we, we pretty much knew they would perform, players like Josh Allen, Diggs, I, I had Akers in the lineup. He had a really good game against Seattle. Um, and then on the Sunday's slate games, I had Lamar Jackson in there. Nick Chubb did what, what I hoped he would do. Um, Smith Schuster, like I said. So I had some big hitting, big hitting players in there. And I think, you know, even though the, there's some of those players were drafted high, some of the other ones were fairly low ownership as well. Nick Chubb was only 11.5% in in the slate that I played. So, you know, if you can get players in like that and they're mm. going to put up nearly 25 points, then happy days, I suppose. Especially in a small slate, mm. small game slate as well. Just fantastic. It yeah. won't be 11% this week, I guarantee. Oh, no, definitely not. Because we have, of course, a much smaller sample size this week of games. So we actually, <laughs> it's, it's sad talking about it because we're whittling down each week to, to, you know, six last week, four this week. It'll be two the week after, and then we've just got the final game, the big dance, the Super Bowl. Um, but we're down to four, Mark. So the games this week. On the Saturday, we have the Rams at the Packers and the Ravens at the Bills is the late game. And then on the Sunday, we have the Browns at the Chiefs and we have the Bucks at the Saints. So is there any games initially that are standing out to you that you're really looking forward to or targeting? Not particularly. I think the thing about this, like these these are eight eight great teams basically. So there's no there's no bad plays as such. Uh, as you said, it's quite a small it's it's a condensed sort of um 
cooler players we've got to choose from. For me, there's a couple of standout players, really, from the Rams-Packers games from a fantasy point of view. But um, I just I don't think there's any really bad picks as mm. such. I mean, they will, you know, people will do well, um, and other people won't. But, you, but there's a justification for most players, you know, most starting players. So, yeah. But I think from an actual NFL point of view, fan, uh, football point of view, I'm really looking forward to the Ravens and the Bills. Yeah, I think that's that's the pick of the bunch. It seems, um, and you could argue the Saints and the Bucks potentially as well. That being said, the Saints have turned the books over twice this season already, haven't they? Yeah. So we'll see if the, the roles are reversed there. I'm actually really looking forward to the Browns and Chiefs game because the, the Browns just the Browns isn't the Browns at the moment. As you know, as Juju Smith used to said in his press conference, the Browns is the Browns, but not the way that we usually know them. So it'd be interesting to see because they've they've got a, a fairly Pretty good defense and a dynamic enough offense that the you know Baker Mayfield's playing the best football of his NFL career so far, the short NFL career anyway, and they're running the ball really effectively, which has, has felt like something that Kansas City have struggled to contain in in previous games. So I'm actually really looking forward to that game as well. I do feel I do feel it will be a Chiefs win, but we shall mm. see. We shall see. It's also exciting that I think all four of the quarterbacks in the AFC games are all 24 years and under. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. So that's, um, that's good for the future. When you consider it used to be this mantra that, you know, there was only 12 people in the world who could play quarterback position and stuff. It's, it's amazing the amount of young quarterback talent there is at the moment. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's staggering. Definitely. Well, Mark, we will get started. Um, as usually, again, listeners to the show will know that what we usually do is we go through this position by position but because we have got a much smaller sample size of games and player pool to pick from this week we'll approach it game by game so we will start with a game that's in a perfect perfect slot on Saturday at (laughs) 35 minutes past nine the Rams at the Packers I can't wait for this one Mark but I am curious to know your thoughts on it and the players that you've got your eye on I won't. Um, I'll, I'll. I'll leave the. I'll let you do the majority of the talking on this one. The <laughs> things that um, things which excite me. I mean, Devontae Adams against Jalen Ramsey. I think everybody wants to see how that works out. Yeah, that could be the key to the game. Uh, Devontae Adams' price has actually dropped to eight point six k. That reflects this, but um, the Rams give up the least fancy points to wide receiver during the whole season. So you could. I see all of those receivers as as players I wouldn't necessarily fade, but I would be underweight on. Yeah. You can't really fade Devontae Adams, but if I was playing multiple lineups, I wouldn't have him in that many. And the same with MVS or Lazard. They, MVS every now and again has a big ceiling game, but I just don't see it against these guys. Um, the way I'd attack the Rams, D, fancy-wise, is, is Robert Tonyan. I think he's the best value tight end on the slate. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the, necessarily the best play, but he's the best value play. So that's how I would... Um, that's the only play I'm really interested in because the Rams' deers just look so good. Yeah, so yeah. so good. Uh, yeah, I've I've got my eye on Cam Akers for obvious reasons. Yeah. He had a really good game against Seattle, and as has been the case all season with Green Bay, they they don't defend very well against teams that run the ball effectively. So if we can establish the run early doors and 
with this, the quarterback situation in LA at the moment, we've got Walford on day to day with a, a stinger, and we've got Jared Goff with with essentially half a hand. So we've we've not really got a quarterback that's throwing with any sort of consistency at the moment. Blake Bortles might step up into that role. Who knows if he is? He's he's uh, he's priced at four thousand at the moment. But I what a story that would be, wouldn't it? Blake Bortles oh, wins the Super Bowl. I know, I know. I suspect that won't be the case. I think Jared Goff is is taking the first team reps in training. So I've, I've no doubt when it comes to game time, Jared Goff will be under centre. But if you watch the Seattle game, then you you could see. You know, he can say as much as he wants that the 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 thumb wasn't troubling him. But we we saw the image where he was he was sat on the bench and he was comparing his thumbs, and one looked the size of a grape, and the other one looked the size of a plum. So it, it you know it's clearly not right. It's it's two weeks removed from surgery. So I have a feeling what we'll try and do here is run the ball. It's going to be cold. So just get the ball into your running back's hand and, and pound that rock. And Green Bay have really struggled against that this season. Um, I'm with you on the Devontae Adams thing. That's going to be the key to this matchup, I think, because the Rams are fairly good against stopping the run, but they're very, very good against defending against the pass. So I actually really like the Rams D at 2,600 with the best defence on this slate with a high scoring defence on this slate, but with the cheapest. And I get why that would be, because we're, we're going to Green Bay, cold weather Green Bay at that, and Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP calibre season. But at 2,600, I don't really have any faith in any of these, you know, starting any of the other defences, because I think Ravens and Bills could be a shootout game. And I, th- I still think we'll put up some points against the Packers D. So at 2,600, I like the Rams D there. And interesting what you said about, Valdez Scantling, I've I have got him in my lineup at the moment, but only from it's more of a speculative punt, I think, this one, because I've seen one weakness with the Rams defence as good as it is, is sometimes it can get caught out and get burned a little bit downfield. You saw it with a, an absolute blown play on DK Metcalf this past weekend. Um and there's been a few games this season where players like Ramsey or Williams have, have just have just bitten and we've been burned over the top and it's either been a catch and potentially going in for a touchdown or it's been an overthrown play by a quarterback. But, you know, we're not talking Nick Foles is throwing the ball here. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing the football. So it's more of a less speculative pick, I suppose, this one. Valdez Scantling, we know he doesn't necessarily get a massive amount of volume, but when he does get passes thrown his way, it's usually because he's gone over the top of your defensive backs and he's he's looking at taking it to the house. So he seems a, a fairly okay price at 3,800 for the risk for me. Yeah, I mean, I will have, I'll have like Adams and MVS somewhere in my lineups. Yeah. Because I play enough that I can put them in one and stuff. But, um, but I, I have wouldn't a, have them in a cash game lineup. So. I have Adams in mine as well, um, simply because he's, you know, he's the best receiver on, on the slate, isn't he? And he's he's had an absolutely outrageous season I'm just mm. hoping that if he is kept quiet it is because of the fact that the Rams D are just really dominant so picking them hopefully um, just mm. fingers crossed it'll, it'll just offset some of the points that he might lose against a good defence but it's still Devontae Adams Ramsey can't as good as Ramsey is I don't think he'll keep him quiet for a full game so we'll no, see but if, um, 
if um, Adams only has like a four for 40 style performance or something like that, and you've got the Rams D as well, then that's almost like a double leverage situation. Because not yeah. only have you not played Adams, you're also getting the points in the D. So Yeah, definitely. And, it, you know, we've we've seen that that kind of game is possible. It's few and far between this season, but in week 15 against Carolina, he did only have 42 yards. So mm. it's possible. And if anyone's going to do it, it's, it's going to be Jalen Ramsey. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I'm touching from that game. I'm not even going near Aaron Rodgers, to be honest. Because... Not Aaron Jones. The, the stats don't line up at all. As you know, the only the only line up for a Robert Tonyan, but I no, know. I don't no no. I've, I don't have him in lineups at the moment. Um, I mean, there might be the odd lineup where I do put him in, but there's two running backs that I favour above him. One yeah. is Cam Akers, and the other one will come to in in the next game that we discuss, which is of course the Bills and Ravens. So actually, Mark, I prefer J.K. Dobbins again this oh. week. I just I've written I've written here in my notes. I just to me, Cam Akers is at five point seven K as a steal. J.K. Dobbins at six K is like a scandal. Um, yeah, it's you know he's more expensive than Akers. And last game he had nine rush attempts and one receiving target. Cam Akers had thirty touches of the ball, twenty eight I think rushes and two targets, and he's yep. three hundred more. And the Bills aren't and the Bills aren't a bad defense by any stretch. Um, yeah, I know we, we we completely disagree about J.K. Dobbins, which is interesting. It'll make it interesting. It definitely will. The reason I'm I'm going with that is I agree with you. They're not a bad defense, but if there was a weakness there, it's probably in the run defense of the Buffalo Bills. So, I think to the position they give up twenty four point five drafting points per week on average, um, and they've given up fourteen rushing touchdowns, but. This isn't a normal rushing team. Let's be honest, there's two running backs in the backfield here for for Baltimore. So it won't come as any surprise that I'm actually picking Lamar Jackson as my quarterback as well this week because, you know, the way that that the Ravens run the football, you don't know whether it's coming from Lamar Jackson. You don't know whether it's coming from a Dobbins or a Gus Edwards I just think the the key to this game for Baltimore will be running the football well, and I think that is if there is a weakness in this in this Bills defense, it's a good defense. It's it's not a great defense. It's not a Rams defense. It's a very good passing defense against receivers. It's not as good against running backs. And the reason I've pointed out Lamar Jackson there as well is to me, as much as he is a quarterback, he's, he's he plays like a running back. So I'm actually doubling up there on Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I um, I know what you're saying about the running situation. The problem is, like for example, last week Gus Edwards got one less carry than um, than J.K. Dobbins. I think he got the same amount the week before. So the fact that he's more expensive than say Cam Akers and only 600 less than Nick Chubb, yeah, who gets like 25 touches usually a game. I just think that. Um, and also, he's more expensive than Kareem Hunt, but we'll come on to that. Um, I just, I can't get there. I really can't. If I was, again, I might, might be in one lineup, Dobbins, but I just really can't get there. So um, last week, I thought I was very clever because I on some of the on some really short, small field contests, I stacked 
Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards hoping to get another 400-yard rushing game and stuff. And it turned out only Lamar Jackson did anything. Yeah. So, so <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. I, I was just going to say, Mark, I think if I was playing, because you can play the separate slate, so you can play mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, and you can play the, yeah. the slate where it covers all four games, can't you? I think yeah. if I was playing all four games, J.K. Dobbins probably wouldn't be in my lineup because in the other lineup, I also have Chubb and Kareem Hunt, which will come mm. to. So yeah. I think if it, if it was looking at it from all the slates, he probably wouldn't be in. But from this slate, other than potentially slotting in Aaron Jones or Gus Edwards on the cheap in hope that he gets mm. some kind of goal line carry, then there's not much else I don't think that's worth playing or spending yeah. the money on at this position. I personally, I personally am going to play Gus Edwards rather than Dobbins in the short slate. Obviously, he's not as explosive, but he does have his games where he gets, you know, carries inside the five. Just the way the game script goes, you never know. Uh, both for me, both the quarterbacks are in play from this game because they're both playing lights out at the moment, aren't they? I mean, yeah. Josh Allen's playing as well as anybody at the moment. You know, my MVP, Josh Allen, he's doing, he's playing at such a high level. Yeah, he is unbelievable. Just one thing yeah. I just noted there is that Zach Moss is, has been moved to injured reserve. So yeah, yeah, he he got injured and um, was definitely out. So Singletree is going to get all the all the carries, but they were they just don't have that many carries in their no, offense at all. They don't. No, I suppose um, though, in terms of volume of work, if he'll get carries and he does, he does get his little dump off passes and his little screen passes. So yeah. that, that could return value at four and a half thousand there for Devin Singletree but I'm with you right mm-hmm. not not one that I could play with confidence definitely not and I, I Gus Edwards is still cheaper for me um but Stefan Diggs's price has dropped down to 7.3k and which I'm not really sure about why that is um I don't think yeah I don't they have the bills haven't been shutting out wide receiving ones by any stretch I mean AJ Brown did pretty well and I think Allen and Diggs are a better combo than Tannehill and Brown. So uh, definitely like that. Cole Beasley came back. He had seven targets and a 4.9K. He looks um, pretty good. And my man Dawson Knox, who I picked out last week on here, I said he went in, got a touchdown, got the first touchdown. I thought he was on for a bigger score than he was in the end. But he's only <laughs> three point, I think he's 3.1K so or 3.2. So he, um, confirm that, he is 3.1. If you really need to pay down, I don't think you want to go much further down than that on the tight ends. Yeah, three that that is who I'm going with, to be honest, at three point one. Does the standout there seems to be Mark Andrews? I completely get what you're saying, Mark. Read the Robert Tonyan pick, but I'm just not interested in spending any money in, in the tight end position this week, so I'm quite happy to roll with Dawson Knox and hope that he finds the end zone once again this week when I start him. No doubt he'll have one reception for 11 yards and no score. Yeah. Mark Andrews, to me, looks so overpriced. He just isn't getting any big scores anymore. I feel I feel like the algorithm is still looking at last season. Yeah. And all those two touchdown games, he just isn't scoring at all. Yeah. Um, but Marquise Brown at 5.2k does look like good value. Yeah. Because uh, if... I think we probably expect this game to shoot out a little bit. Um, they're both high, high-powered offences in different ways, two very opposite ways. And um, so Marquis Brown at 5.2k looks good, which is weird because I really don't like playing Marquis Brown. 
Yeah, I know. We've spoke, we spoke about Mark East Brown in, in the past, haven't we? Mm. But if there is a game where Mark Andrews was going to perform, this surely should be the one because the Buffalo Bills against tight ends, again, they're not, not a good defence, giving up 15.4 points per week to the tight end position. And eight touchdowns isn't the worst in the league by any stretch, but it's it's still still not amazing. It still puts them in that sort of that bottom tier. But I'm I'm with you on on the Mark Andrews thing. I don't know if it's if it is just attributed to the fact that Lamar Jackson just doesn't throw the ball all that much. I think he's only had a handful, you know, single figure games this year where mm. he's where he's had two hundred plus yards. Um, mo- most of the games you'll see Lamar Jackson less than two hundred yards and sort of making his way up towards the hundred rushing yard total. So. I don't know if it is just a case of the the ball doesn't get thrown all that much in Baltimore. Yeah, it could, it could be. I mean, we, I feel like we said that about Mark Andrews lots of weeks. So this yeah. is the week. This is the week. I mean, Marquise Brown's had twenty fantasy points the last two weeks. I feel like he's been getting better as the season goes on. Yeah, and um, and he looked he just looked really he just looked quick to the eye. He just looked quick on Saturday. So. Yeah, he's he's also uh, if you look at his last two weeks, I suppose you can discount week seventeen, but uh, week eighteen he had nine targets as well. So if you know Lamar Jackson not throwing the ball all that much, but if he's targeting you nine times, the chances are you're going to get a higher percentage of those those yards that will be accounted for in the in the Baltimore passing offense. So I did look at Marquise Brown, and there is a, I would I would like to slot him in, but at the same time. I don't know. Cooper Cup's only one hundred dollars more, and if if it's a game where whereby we do fall behind, we're going to have to start throwing the ball. I don't know. Maybe he's worth the extra. Yeah. I feel this could be like a. I think this is about all the slates actually. No, the Saturday slate and the Saturday Sunday. It could be a two tight end lineup. Might be the best way to go. Yeah, yeah. I think potentially. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think could, the way the pricing is so soft, you can pretty much pick everybody, anybody you want this week. Kind of, you're not going to be too forced to do too many things you don't want to. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Again, it is a small sample size. It's a small, not sample size. It's a small player size. It's it's a small field. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you could pretty much pick anyone you want, and there's not going to be a lot of differentiation be- between lineups. It's yeah. it's hitting that one or two players that will be different from who everyone else is, is lining mm. up and that's what's going to win you the matchups. Moving it could on be to... the right defence. Could be the defence. Could, like be, the defense. could be the defence. I think the Rams defence will be popular and because they're, um, they're playmakers generally. But yeah, maybe the Ravens is a good way to go. Yeah. I've actually... You're definitely going to play defence against players this week. You're definitely doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Against your own players and that's fine. That's absolutely... Cleveland showed that last week. It's absolutely fine. Well, with just on the topic of the defense, Mark, I've I've obviously gone Rams in in the Saturday games. I've gone the Browns as well again in the Sunday mm. slate because the the outright the cheapest two thousand three hundred, you know, the the Chiefs are three thousand five hundred. I don't think, given how the two teams are playing at the moment, I don't think there's enough justification to have one thousand two hundred invested in a Chiefs defence versus a Browns defence this weekend. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, defences could be the difference when it when it comes down to it. When you look at the winning lineups, it could be a case of 
the odd player plus defence, whoever's lands that defence this week. There's and that's such a lottery that all this analysis and then it all just goes out the window and it just becomes a lottery. Yep. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Sunday games then, Mark. The Chiefs and Browns kick us off at Arrowhead. Um, it, it seems an obvious question to ask who do you like in this game. I mean, for me... Everyone? Yeah, everyone. <laughs> for, for me, I, I've got Pat Mahomes in and it's not even something I need to really think about at this stage. But anyone yeah. that's standing out for you in this one? Um, yeah, everybody stands out for me in this one. <laughs> uh, everybody. Um, I think it's weird that... Um, it seems weird to me that Chiefs are 10-point favourites here after Cleveland scored 48 points. I mean, I know, you know, very different opposition, but, like, that seems weird to me. Um, both teams are giving up fantasy points to tight ends in bunches. I think Kelsey and Hooper, you know, like putting both of them in line up for Sunday slates will be popular. And also for the Saturday-Sunday, it's a great way to get exposure. Um, Tyreek Hill's price has gone down to 8K, which is nice. And he should be healthier because he's... Rested his hamstring for a few weeks now. Um, and the Steelers showed what you can do against the Browns if you really if you have a decent passing game. Yeah. Um, I think the, the Chiefs' pass defense is pretty good. And um, so, we, unsurprisingly, I'd expect the Browns to be particularly run heavy this week. Um, Chubb at 6.6K and Hunter 4.8K just seem like great value. Yeah. They really do. Um, you can. Even in the, if you're playing the Sunday slate only, chances are you're going to stack about six, five or six players from this game. And basically what's going to win you or lose you that will be who you choose from the Bucks and Saints game. But you can also do you know, a six-player stack of this game if you're playing the Saturday, Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I, think, you know, I think that's going to be quite popular because this is the game with all the highest totals and stuff. In it, so. Yeah, I'm looking at... Who I've gone with, I've as it stands at the moment, I've I've literally got one player from the Tampa Bay New Orleans game, so most of my lineup is constructed in the Sunday slate. Anyway, most of my lineup is yeah. constructed from this game. There's not really anyone like you said who I don't like from this one. Pat Mahomes, I really like. I like both Cleveland running backs in in Chubb and Hunt because I think both are more than capable of running the ball well. Hunt obviously has his. Um, as his involvement in the passing game as well. And if there is a staple to the Kansas City Chiefs defence, it is that they're not a great run defence. It's something that they tried to put right in the playoffs last year and did for a short period, but it seems like they've regressed a little bit again this season. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like the running backs there. I, I, I like Jarvis Landry. It feels like there's not really any other receivers in Cleveland at the moment other than Jarvis Landry. Um, I know obviously there is, of course, but it, it just feels like Landry's the one that will get the volume again this week, potentially with some targets being shared around as well to players like Austin Hooper, who I quite like at, at tight end if you're looking to go a little bit cheaper at 3-7. Um, that said, it it seems silly to also ignore Kelsey, even though he is priced at 7700 because he's essentially a wide receiver one for one of the best passing offences in the NFL. So that's that's probably a conundrum I'm going to have this week, Mark, is do I go Kelsey or do I go budget tight end? Where, where are you at on that? Well, I've only created one actual lineup so far and I've got both Kelsey and Hooper in it. Ah, so you're doubling up. Yeah, doubling up. And I think um, I think for once, I actually prefer some of the tight end options. <laughs> we usually give that position a lot of stick. But 
you can, you know, picking from Kelsey, Tonyan, um, Hooper, Knox. I'm quite happy with all of those this week. Whereas with the wide receivers, I can there's plenty of them I can make a case for not picking. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Um, you know, so yeah, that's. I mean, I'll play different. I I'll be playing probably twelve lineups. I think before lineups for each slate is probably what I'll end up doing. Yeah. That's what I did last week. You know, put them into a single entry and a and a three max entries. So four for each slate. And I'll have I'll have all the different I'll have different combinations of them, but I do like Kelsey and Hooper together. Are you pretty much all in on Mahomes as well for this yeah. state of games? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm going to have exposure to Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen as well for the Saturday Sundays. You know, for them. Yeah. I know Mahomes. We're going to come on to this game, but Tom Brady, I'm just not sure about at the moment. Just not sure about at the moment because he did score well against a very good defense. So. Last week, last week, so we'll come on to that game then because I'm I'm interested to hear your point on that because I'm not again I'm not interested in Tom Brady this week but I think it's more from a, an opposition point of view. They've played the Saints twice this season, they've lost to the Saints twice this season, and Tom Brady hasn't looked particularly good in either of those two games. So, what what is it that's making you fade Tom Brady this week? I'm not necessarily fading him. I'm just I'm tempted to play him just because of how good he looked against Washington last week. Because mm-hmm. Washington's has been another. I mean that defense was getting better and better as the season went on. I mean mainly his his offensive line did an amazing job against um, Chase Young and Monte Sweat, etc. They did a fantastic job against him, and he Brady just seemed to be in control. He lost yeah. his rag a couple of times, but when we started to come back, but yeah, he seemed to be in control. So the New Orleans Saints is. Defense is is good. It's top notch. Is it that much better than the Washington defense? That you know that you can ignore Tom Brady's twenty six points. Uh, you've got to ignore last week's game for New Orleans against Chicago. That's let's pretend that never happened. It's um, <laughs> you just got to you just got to ignore that from a fantasy point of view. So, and the other issue with I always have with Tom Brady, especially, and this is even more so on these small slates, is you know who do you pick out of his receivers? Evans, Goldwyn and Brown. You, I mean, you could play all three, I suppose, like we did last week with Big Ben. But generally speaking, two of them do well and one doesn't. And then Cameron Brake got a lot of um, targets last week as well. Mm. So, yeah, I think if you played enough lineups, if you're one of these mass multi-entry people who are playing like 50 or 100 lineups, then I think you're going to cover Tom Brady in every combination. Because, yeah. you know... He's going to be low-owned even, I think, on the Sunday only slate because a lot of people are going to be playing um, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I feel about them at the moment. I wouldn't touch the run game. I know Fournette did well, but I think the Saints' run defence is like the best, I think, in the league or something. So, I'm in agreement not, with not you, the though. Best. I'm, up there. I'm definitely in agreement with you, though, in that I'm not touching Fournette. And you're quite right. The Saints do have yeah. statistically the best run defense in terms of points that they've allowed to the position. Tampa Bay's, I know you've mentioned it a couple of times, Mark, in the past that Tampa Bay's run defense is, is a little bit deceptive in that it appears better than it is. Yeah. Um, statistically, it is a very good run defense. So they give up 20.7 points to the running back position, but that I don't think is going to stop me putting Alvin Kamara in lineups this week because both time, 
Both times he's played Tampa Bay this season. The second game wasn't quite as good a game in terms of productivity, but he still scored in that game. He didn't have a massive amount of rushing yards with, with 40, but you don't necessarily need that from Alvin Kamara because he's always going to get the work in the passing game as well, which is what he had the first time round when they played Tampa Bay the opening game of the season. So again, in, in that one, he didn't have massive amount of rushing yards, but then he, he, he combined with 51 receiving yards and he actually had two scores in that game and scored 23.7 points. So it's it's a defence he's performed well against this season already. He's priced at 7,600. He's the highest of the running backs, which you'd expect in most weeks anyway, never mind in, in a playoff setting with, with less teams. But I'm definitely not off that train this week. I'll, I'll be putting Kamara in as many lineups as possible. I think I think that's a good shout. I also like Michael Thomas as well at 6.7k in this game. Um, Washington managed to pass the ball against the Bucks with Taylor Heineke. And so I think that's... Um, I think if he can do it, Drew Brees can definitely do it. Yeah. He's, Michael Thomas is starting to look like Michael Thomas mm. of old as well with his scoring. Yeah. You look in recent weeks, um, I know he didn't play the last few weeks of the season, but going back to week 13, nine receptions on 11 targets, week 14, eight receptions, eight targets, um, and then against Chicago, five receptions, seven targets. So it, it's that, you know what you're getting from Michael Thomas, don't you? you you're getting them them quick passes, them slant passes. Mm. You, you're potentially getting somewhere around 80, 90 yards, if not more. And you've always got that chance of a score as well with him. So mm. I, I, I like that play. That's someone who I'd, I'd not given all that much consideration to. I think I was more more focused on the Tampa Bay receivers, but not with any confidence. So I agree with you. You, you could literally start, throw a dart at any of the, the top three there and whichever it lands on, pick them for that week because they could go off or they could be the quietest of the of the group. So yeah. I think yeah. AJ, AJ, um, AJ Brown, Antonio Brown's probably the one that I'll, I'd have the most confidence in mm. only because he seems to have that, that connection with with Tom Brady, I know that he was was living in his house for a period of time, wasn't he, last season um, when he when he moved to New England. But and then that's nothing to do with it as such. But I just think there's chem, there's good chemistry there between Brown and Brady, and he didn't have a game that leaped off the page by any stretch last week against Washington, but he still found a way to score, and he has scored in four consecutive weeks now. So I, I do quite like. Antonio Brown there, he seems to be finding separation. You could also, if you want to, um, we've already talked about that Chiefs-Browns game and those players will be highly owned and stacked. You know, you can make a really decent stat, um, game stack of the Bucks and Saints as well because yeah. the pricing is, they're, they're really they're really quite cheap, the wide receivers for, um, for you know, Thomas and all the Bucks ones. So, you know, if that game goes off and some of the defences aren't as... Um, as dominant as they have been and stuff, then that could be a good way to um, differentiate yourself. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Any interest in any of the tight ends from the Saints and Bucks game? Obviously, we've got Jared Cook on one side and Rob Gronkowski on on the other. Both Gronkowski was just blocking cheap. last. Gronkowski was just um, blocking last week. Mm. It was Cameron Bray who got all the targets. Um, he got six targets last week, camera break. So, no, I'm not interested in any of those. You tried to get me onto Jared Cook last week, didn't you? 
And he did get seven targets, but he only turned it into eight points. So. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd, I didn't start Jared Cook last week, but <laughs> I think he's, um, he's, he's, whilst he's been in New Orleans, he's always seemed like a, a favourite of Drew Brees. He's, he's not a Michael Thomas kind of favourite, but he's, he's probably next in, in the pecking order as far as receivers go. Well, Deontay um, Harris was last week. Um, who he is, was. He was. Where is he? He's three and a half, three point five k. Now, whether or not that's enough of a sample size that you can confidently pick him this week, I don't know. But yeah, he got seven targets and he caught them all. Caught all seven. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, because in the party, he's been you know using people like Callaway has been just had big games and stuff. So this could just be a one-off last week because yeah. Um, like Callaway had a big game in week seven, for example. Nobody had heard of him. And um, yeah, so we shall see. I just think you stick to the main guys. So for that, yeah, I really do. Yeah. That's pretty much rounds us off, Mark. It feels like it's been a fairly quick one this week, but then we're sort of. That can't be it. <laughs> that, that is, unfortunately, four games done. It's so sad. It's so sad. Four games. It's. it's and yet we've still managed to talk for probably the best part of 40 minutes. I've no doubt when this mm. pod comes out and we see the timing on it. But yeah, that that's that's pretty much it. We'll see where we're at this time This time next week. We'll probably be be, be throwing out a 20-minute pod and then come the Super Bowl. We, we'll, we'll literally be on talking for five minutes and then away you go. <laughs> I know. Show, showdown is my speciality, so we never know. We might do quite a long one then. Yeah. Are you, <laughs> forgetting fantasy, are you confident that your Rams are going to win? Uh, absolutely not, no. But I wasn't going into the Seattle game either. Um, I do think people not giving us enough credit, though, off the back of the uh, the Seattle win. I've seen a lot of experts outright just picking Green Bay for a blowout win. I don't think you're, you're going to blow out this defence, to be honest. I think even if we don't perform offensively and we put up three points or seven points, 10 points, whatever it might be, I still think the defence will find ways to keep the score close. And I mean, if, if you're, you're Green Bay, you're absolutely praying that Aaron Donald is, isn't good to go this week, but everything that I've read is he is good to go. And I think back to the last time we played Green Bay, it may have been last season or the season before, but we dealt with them really well. We rushed Aaron Donald all day. He didn't have any time in the pocket. Leonard Floyd has been a revelation this season for us. Um, but I suppose that is the effect of playing alongside a great like Aaron Donald. So I just think people that are saying blowout in this game are just not giving any credit to our defence at all. As good as Aaron Rodgers is, as good as Green Bay have been this season, we've got a very good defence and we've got a pretty good running game when Cam Akers gets going. And of course, Andrew Whitworth's back now as well on the line, big wit. So if we can run the ball well and we can we can play like we did against Seattle defensively, I think it'll be a close game, but I've certainly not got any faith in us coming out with the with the win because it's it's Lambeau Field and it's 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 January and it's cold. Um, and we've got a quarterback with one hand. So yeah, if you didn't have this um, this uh, quarterback situation, I think you'd be more confident. Yeah, I think I think it was evidently it was hard throwing last week. I imagine it'll be even harder throwing in the cold um, with that same hand. 
it's, I mean, he's, he'll be a week further on in his rehabilitation, but I don't know if playing last week has done any damage or any setback to what he's done. So we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. But yeah, definitely not. Definitely not confident. But looking forward um, to it, of course. Yeah, and it's and it's the best time slot of all the games. So it is that Saturday Saturday night time slot it served us well last week. So fingers crossed it does again this week. Um, and then a great game straight after that but I, I dare say I won't be staying up for it I'll watch it the day after the Ravens and Bills game if I was a guessing man Mark I would say the teams to come out of this weekend would be the Packers I would say the Ravens I've got a feeling the Ravens are going to beat the Bills you know um, I would say the Chiefs and I would also say the Saints Ooh, we differ a bit then I would say the Packers the Bills Chiefs and the Bucks. Oh, interesting. Interesting. <clears throat> Bucks to get revenge from the two losses in the regular season, winning where it matters. It wouldn't surprise me that because the Saints get so far in the playoffs and then and then they're not they in the playoffs anymore. It, they? Yeah, yeah not they just the find a way anymore. to lose. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> I'm I'm really torn on the Bills and Ravens game because oh, I just it, it, I think it'll be a great game. I've just got a feeling that the Ravens will do it, but the Bills, are, they're so good, the Bills. It's the year of Josh Allen. Yeah, I know. I could I could change my mind on that come, Saturday, come um, I say Saturday, Sunday morning, but we shall see. Mark, a pleasure, as always. I know you've taken a little bit of time away from work. Hopefully your colleagues don't listen to this. Yeah, thanks for that. Or I've just dropped you in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would never have got this far. Stocks, you Into can cut that out if, uh, if, if, <laughs> if Mark requests. That can be cut. Yeah, great as always, Mark. Thank you again for coming on with me and spending the time talking about the game that we love. Um, hope all the listeners enjoy the playoff weekend this season. We're edging closer and closer to the Conference Championship Games and the Super Bowl. Mark? We don't even really need to say it at this stage, do we? But gamble responsibly. I'm sure you hear it enough from the bookies. But most importantly, for this format, what should the listeners be doing, Mark? Draft responsibly. Absolutely. See you next week. live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.